someone's going to ask you a question and you're going to have to think to yourself, what would Nick want? And not to sound grim, but you can't ask me anymore. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome in to Complete Estate Planning, the 50th episode of the show. We're glad you're here. We've got a good good one for you today. We're going to talk about what you should be telling your executors, trustees, power of attorney agents, and guardians. How much should you tell them and um, how that conversation should go. So it should be a good show. We appreciate you being here. And Nick, congratulations, 50 episodes. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess that's a pretty big uh, pretty big accomplishment here. At least it's a round number. I don't know <laughs> if we should have balloons or a, a giveaway or something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, everything seems to be going good. I, we've gotten a ton of great feedback actually from all across the country. Um, I've even had, it's funny, Ben, I've even had other attorneys from, you know, I've had people from California, people from New York, uh, people from Missouri, people from Michigan, everywhere, you know, reach out to me, even attorneys, you know, with questions saying they appreciate it. So, hey, sounds like people are enjoying what we're doing um, and we'll certainly keep it going. And then obviously uh, we're recording this here end of January of 2022. So the last time we did recordings was right before Christmas. So I got to get the joke in, uh, I guess, before it expires. But uh, shoot, haven't talked to you and uh, uh, haven't talked to you at all since last year. Um, uh, so, yeah, so how you gotta, been? How you been? Yeah, got to got right. Got to got to throw the dad joke in. I get one shot at this before it expires. Right. It um, always beginning of the year, end of year. Hey, I'll talk to you next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my son, uh, my my son, he turns three next week. He picked up on that, and that's one of the things you mentioned at one time at home. And shoot, we're four or five weeks. It was before Christmas I first mentioned that joke, and he's still using it. Um, <laughs> whenever we're saying, oh, I ate lunch last year. What? No, you ate lunch a couple hours ago. That's funny. <laughs> well, it was funny for the first couple yeah. weeks. Um, or, All right, we get it. We get it. Yeah, right. Or for putting him to bed. He said, I'll stay in bed, and you'll come and get me when it's time to wake up next year. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, kids so, are great. Right. And it's the kid logic. Like he's dead serious. Yeah. Like he's not doing, <laughs> not doing this as a joke. Yeah, it's not um, stick. It's yeah. He's, he means it. Yeah, and, and you know how it is, Ben, when you laugh, they look at you and then their eyes light up and they say, Oh, I said something funny. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so I'm, I don't feel like we're helping matters, but, but, but there it is. So right. he's, he's picked up on it and everything was last year or next year. Um, so, but Hey, you know, he might be a great dad someday, uh, if he's already getting in on the dad jokes, right. um, early. So I guess, uh, I guess I'm going to raise him to be a good parent. Who knows? <laughs> he's going to jumpstart. Well, that's awesome to hear. I'm glad <laughs> things are going well in 2022 and hopefully who, for anyone listening, I hope you're getting off to a good start this year. And if you're listening later in the year, when, whenever it is, we're hoping, hopefully things are going well for you in your life. And, uh, and hopefully you got some things that you want to learn today and, and we'll go through those on the show, but there's so many different estate planning conversations we've had already, as this is episode 50. So you can go back through all of them at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. We archive them all there. 
And while you're there, also, there's a uh, big button on the front where you can actually schedule a consultation for your family. So if you, if you want to get sit down and meet with Nick and begin that planning process, or if you just have questions you want to get answered, you can always schedule them right there through the website again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. All right. So today's conversation, right? So we know that picking out these the right fiduciaries is one of the most important things you can do in estate planning. And you got to be responsible for who's going to take care of you, you know, your finances, your inheritance, your children, all these things. But once you set that plan up, should you tell the people that you actually chosen how much they need to know, how much is private? So we want to discuss this today. So Nick, take us through this because this is interesting. I, you know, I assumed, I, and maybe I should know better by by more of the conversations we've had and some of the things we've talked about, but I just assume, yeah, you would you would tell everybody everything uh, once you set it up. But I guess that's not the case, huh? Well, great question. So first off, you're on the right track, and there's two different answers here. There's what you should do, and there's also what you're required to do, and those are totally different. Um, by law, you're not required to tell anyone anything at this point. Um, eventually, they'll find out. I personally don't like it to be a bad surprise. So I tell people what I recommend, uh, and I'll go through at least look at least the bare minimum. I know some families are very open; they share everything. I've had people who say we're going to go show our whole estate plan to the kids. We're going to have a family meeting, go over all the bank statements, tell them exactly how much money, you know, which is a little more than I would share personally. And I've had other people. And this is similar to the family I grew up in. None of your darn business, you know, need to know basis. So, you know, not comfortable sharing information at the minima. And right, I don't know. I, I don't know if you need to tell the kids how much money you have and who's getting right. everything. Right. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it, but not everyone's comfortable with that. Now, I'll tell you this, at the very minimum, you need to at least let people know, hey, we have our plan in place. Okay. This is where we keep it. Um, and I guess what I do, I'll tell you the spiel that I've given. Um, as I say, hey, we have our plan in place. It is in a blue binder. Everything's nice, neat, laid out and organized. We keep it in this closet in our house, okay? So where it's located. And as far as storage, uh, maybe to go off on a side note, I don't like putting them in the safe deposit boxes or the big safes. And I'll tell you why. Ben, if you're my power of attorney and I get in a car crash and I'm in a coma, you can't get into my safe deposit box. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Uh, wh- what do we want to do? Have you hire a locksmith to break into my house and drill my safe out? Yeah. No. Um, but don't have it on the mantle for show and tell, but it needs to be accessible if you know where to look in an emergency. Something to keep in mind. But I tell people, hey, the plan's in place. Here's where everything is. You might have a job to do. So you've been named to some role if I get sick or if I pass away. Um, I recommend telling them what the role is, but you don't have to. But I'd say, look, here's the plan. It's put in place. You might have a job to do. If you hear that something happened to me, go to the closet of the spare bedroom. Here's where everything is. It has everything you need. And the name of the attorney to contact, all his information is there. Okay, so that's the minimum. It's done. You might have a job. If something happens to me, here's where you look. Here's who you can call to ask questions. That's the minimum. I would, I, I would under no circumstance give people less information than that. Um, okay. you just, just think about it, Ben. What if, 
you and your wife pass away and whoever you named as the guardians, you know, they didn't know they were supposed to take your daughter. Is that a good idea? I mean, yeah, <laughs> and no, I, can't not... e- I can't even say it without keeping a straight face, but people do that. Mm-hmm. Or people may not even know you have a plan. You know, they may say, it's, you know, Ben never talked about doing a will or anything like that, so I, I don't know what I'd be looking for. That's a bad idea too. So that's the absolute minimum that mm-hmm. I always tell people. Um, and then people may come back and say, well, Nick, I have backups name just like you told me to. So I have first first guardian, second guardian, third guardian. Do I need to tell all of them? Probably not. I would at least tell the first person in line, maybe the second. Um, You know, the fourth or fifth backup, eh, it's probably not necessary. But the people who are up first in the batting order, yes. The people who are second in the batting order, I think it's a good idea, but it's not as mission critical. Gotcha. Okay. So that's the bare minimum that you want to share Yes. if you have something in place. Now, for people that are maybe more comfortable sharing additional information, can maybe say, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm fine doing that. What else can I share beyond that? What's next? Okay. So uh, everything we're doing at this point is helping out your decision makers. So if you're comfortable giving them more, a couple good things maybe in the next level would be what job you're giving them. So if I said, Ben... You might have a job to do if I get sick or pass away. The next logical thing would say, by the way, Ben, I actually, you're going to be my power of attorney and you're going to be in charge of my estate. You're going to be my trustee if something happens. So letting them know what role they have helps them prepare for it. And also they need to know when they're going to step in and in what role. So that's the next thing. And uh, where they're at in the batting order, I could say, Ben, If my wife and I die tomorrow, you're taking the kids and you're up first. So if something happens to us, you need to get to the house. You need to get the kids. Okay. I think that's helpful. If they are, let's say I named you as my power of attorney for healthcare. So my medical decision maker, not a bad idea to give you some basic guidelines to work around. Say, Ben, by the way, I'm young. I don't feel like I have any problems with me. I am open to aggressive treatment. I am open to experimental treatment. Keep it going um, unless there's no hope. Okay, we're going to keep fighting. I'm a fighter. Or if I'm 90 years old, I may say, Ben, I've lived a great long life. I don't really want to be in pain. I don't want to have triple bypass surgery at age 90. You know, if we're deciding whether or not to try aggressive, invasive treatments, I'd rather not. Okay. Okay. So if, you know, just helping you out, if you have to make a medical decision for me, why not give you the tools or at least give you a frame of reference Mm -hmm. um, to work around, right? Right. So that's the next one. And then if you're in charge of anything from the finances, say, hey, by the way, we keep all of our bank statements in the file cabinet in the office. Okay. So you at least know where to go. Or here's our financial advisor's information. Um, If anything happens, call the advisor. He has all of our accounts. He knows where everything is. So so it's not a full treasure hunt. And then if you're talking about someone who's in charge of the inheritance, so if I said, Ben, when I die, you're in charge of managing the money for the kids, and you have to give them the money when they reach 30, but until then, it's your discretion. And I, Ben, honestly, I, I don't want them to be freeloaders. Um, I don't want them to just quit their job and say, I need money for rent. 
I would prefer that you be a last resort uh, once they're self-sufficient. I don't really, I don't want them to get fifty thousand uh, dollars when they call you on their sixteenth <laughs> birthday and say they need a car. Okay, I want them to have some skin in the game. Yeah. Okay, and, and Ben, wouldn't that be helpful when when you're trying to decide what's appropriate for someone else's kids financially? Yeah, wouldn't that be helpful? So. So give them a little bit of a frame of reference, or at least let them know, here's where I'm coming from. Because eventually, Ben, in those roles that I gave you, someone's going to ask you a question, and you're going to have to think to yourself, what would Nick want? And not to sound grim, but you can't ask me anymore. Right. So that is the overall backdrop of all of this. When someone is asked a question on what to do about you or your wishes, they can't ask you anymore. What needs to happen for you to help them so they can answer the question in their own mind? What would they have wanted? Okay, so that's that's kind of the additional information that I would give. I'd call it a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, not a hundred percent necessary, but I think it's extremely helpful to the people who are left in charge. Okay. What about there's got to be some special considerations though beyond these are I guess the the base the the basic straightforward like pretty much covers everybody's case for most most uh, for most people most families but what about the the special considerations you might have for your own family what are some right. of those right well yeah, ex- exactly and and specifically managing money and paying my bills is a heck of a lot different than if we have someone taking care of my underage children okay um i think it's a whole there's not as much discretion involved pay my mortgage every month Okay, we know what it is. You write the check to the mortgage company. That's it. Um, but if you have underage children, good idea to have detailed conversations with the guardians. I'd give them, frankly, as much information as you're comfortable giving them. So general wishes. Here's how I want my children to be raised. Um, I want them to go to mass every Sunday. Um, I have certain values on this. Uh, I want them to learn how to manage money. I want them to give charitably. You better be on their butt about getting A's and B's in school. You know, I want them to be in sports. You know, if that's important to me, I I care about physical fitness. I want them to work. So when they're 16 years old, their butt better be going to get a job. I don't want them to just go all the way through school and never have a job. And I want them to be able to see the grandparents or, hey, we don't like Uncle Joe. So he may play nice, but I, it's not really the person I want them to be visiting a whole lot. So again, you know, a whole lot of different things here come to mind um, as far as how these people are going to be the substitute parents and raise the kids. So the more you can give them, the better. Uh, it's obviously also good, Ben, to pick people who match up with your values as much as humanly possible. But Ben, I'll bet you're probably, you know, as you're thinking about this, there's no one who is a clone of you and your wife out there, is there? Right. There's not. Yeah. So no one's perfect, but I'd find the people who are the closest fit and then tell them, by the way, this is what's important to me. This is what I'd like to have passed on to my kids if I'm not there to do it myself. Um, And that would certainly be very, very, very helpful. You know, when you're sitting there trying to think about what someone else would do, Um, and then also, like I said, they might have questions, Ben, on all of these, frankly. So why not give them the opportunity to ask you questions while you're here? If they say, do you care about this? Do you care about that? 
you know, once you're gone, they can't ask you anymore. So I think separately, if you're comfortable with it, it gives them an opportunity to ask questions so they have a full understanding uh, if the time ever comes. So it's good to share with the people that are close to you that are going to be involved in the process. You know, sharing information with them is, is a critical thing and, and can be very, very beneficial in the long run. What about outside of that? I mean, I'm sure there are people that there are people, Nick, that don't mind just talking about everything in their life, right? To a lot of times, even to complete strangers. But <laughs> there is a point, right, where you know you don't have to share everything in your life with everybody. Uh, certainly, there's there's always too much. You know, when when we're thinking about something, you know, it's good that the right people are aware that they have a job to do, what the role was, and how you want it to be done. Um, however, the last thing you want is for people to assume that there's nothing there, um, that we don't need to know what's going on, or radio silence from you. So I guess technically you can share too much, I guess. Um, but at the same time, if we had to pick here, I guess if we're going, um, if we're going back and forth, you don't need to give your whole life story and the ATM password and every dollar in your bank account. Like you don't need to go all in and pull back the entire curtain in order to get this done. Okay. So just imagine if something happened, you were involved in a sudden accident, how would people react? What would they do? Would they look for anything? Who would they call and how would they handle it? So I'm one of those, obviously more is usually better, but something is better than nothing. So yeah. even if you share the minimum you have a job to do, my plan's in place, look in this closet, everything's there. That is still better than nothing. Okay, so like I said, I'd rather you give minimal thought to this than no thought to this at all. I do not advise radio silence and not letting anyone know uh, what's going on. I think that's a terrible idea. Well, very good. Well, this is kind of hopefully helps you understand kind of what you should share, what you shouldn't be sharing, what conversations are important to have, and, and really how to make sure that you know, something does happen to you or, you know, your family that, that you know things will be taken care of and people can find what they need and uh, take care of your wishes. So again, it all starts though with the estate plan, Nick. That's where it all begins, right? You got to have one before you can share the information with it. So anyone that is curious about that, wants to take that step here, the new year, maybe the right one of your resolutions uh, and your goals this year is, hey, I didn't want to sit down and, and get these things taken care of so I don't have to worry about it any longer. Again, visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Click that uh, orange button there on the front. I want a consultation for my family. And Nick, when they click that, what can they expect? Okay, so uh, when they reach out to us, um, first off, there's a couple ways to do it. Um, there's a, a button if you want to basically type an email to us uh, with your information. We'll reach out to you. Uh, most likely my assistant will. Uh, she'll get a little bit of information, and then she'll schedule a time for for me to give you a call. Um, so I can introduce myself. Uh, I'm sure you probably, most people have questions, Ben, when, they, when they're reaching out to us. So I'd love to get a couple questions answered and then walk through what we can do uh, and how we can help and, and what needs to happen for us to, to educate them. Um, that's one way to do it. You can also, uh, there's a button there, probably easier. We have an online scheduling system right now that uh, we developed during COVID, among other things. And you can schedule a time directly on my personal calendar uh, for me to give you a call. You can take a look at what's available, find the time that works best for you. 
um, and then we can start the conversation. I'll introduce myself, um, find out a little bit of information, and then we'll find out what we can do to help you out. Uh, so definitely something to do. And then Ben, so you know, as my son would say, don't don't do this, you know, next year. Um, there's no reason. <laughs> so not, that could be not, next, that could be tomorrow, Nick. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, if next year is tomorrow, then that's okay. that's okay. But if next year is next year, you know, the more you put this off, certainly the worse it gets. And and Ben, you actually mentioned something interesting about how you don't, you know, you need to get the plan in place before any of these conversations with your decision makers can be meaningful. Don't be one of those situations where you know, you never put anything in place, but you told your brother, hey, if something ever happens to me, you take the kids. Well, that doesn't mean anything when you pass away. And he says, well, Ben said I get the kids and Ben said I get all the money. Yeah, don't do that because you're actually making it worse because you have the default because you didn't put a plan in place and you have someone who sincerely said, I know what Ben wanted. Okay, so don't do the un-estate plan where you just tell people what you want and don't do anything about it and hope for the best. I know way too many people who have done that. Yeah. So get it done, not next year, as my son would say. Um, <laughs> do it this year. Uh, new year, new you, right? You know, beginning, yeah. we're in January of uh, the new year 2022. Now's as good a time as ever. At least have that conversation, get your questions answered so we know what the next step is. Again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the best place to start there. And you'll find all of our episodes, 50 now, Nick, are in the book. Yes, so we do appreciate everyone that's listened, everyone that's reached out to Nick along the way. And uh, hopefully we'll have 50 more coming up. But uh, take it one step at a time. Please subscribe to the show, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thanks again, Ben. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.